This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Grounded pal. Rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't believe We are back, folks, for another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com, as well as our good friends over at LastWordOnSports.com. As I always say, make sure you check out both those fantastic sites immediately following this podcast. MMASucker.com, for all your mixed martial arts news, rumors, interviews, and whatnot. And LastWordOnSports.com, for basically every friggin' thing sports-related. This show is a prestige FC kind of show, a Canadian-based show. I've got prestige FC PR man, the man who used to be behind the MFC machine, the PR stuff for MFC, Mr. Scott Zur is going to join the show in a little bit. But last weekend was fight week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. UFC 196, what an event it was. Now, just to say how epic the event was, I'm going to play this little clip. He's got it. Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, yes! Holy yes! shit! Fuck yeah! yeah. Make yeah. the yes, motherfuckers! Told you! I fucking told you, bitches! <laughs> Fuck yeah! How'd that feel, Connor? <laughs> and yeah, that was my buddy Dave Boyce. This guy is the owner of RDS. He's been on Sucker Radio before. He's been featured on MMASucker.com as well as our YouTube page. Um, he's got his own podcast called This Voice Life and a Sirius XM show called The Voice Boy Show. Well, I was over at his place to watch UFC 196, and we did something called a couch cast. You can check that out over at MMASucker.com right now or on ThisBoyceLife.com or their iTunes page or whatnot. And uh, I was just, you know, I was checking it out because. We had fun sitting on the couch shooting the shit, a podcast while UFC 196 was going down. Basically, the same sort of thing that Joe Rogan does during the UFCs when he's not announcing them. So we did the exact same thing. We shot the shit. You know, a lot of it wasn't actually talking UFC. It was just shooting the shit back and forth with each other while the fights were on, and it was really fun. But his reaction to these fights especially the main event, you heard that, Nate Diaz. You know, it was crazy because not a lot of people were picking Nate. You know, people were saying that, yeah, Nate Diaz has a chance, but the the, the fact that he was such a short-notice fight and the fact that it was Conor McGregor, I, I know I said this in the past and I've said that I hadn't picked Conor in the past. I hadn't picked him other than his fight against Marcus Brimage. I had overlooked him against every single one of his UFC opponents. And I was wrong all those times. So I thought, heck, I'm going to go with Connor here because I thought he was going to destroy Nate Diaz. I thought he was going to take him out in the second round. And what happened? He didn't. He himself got rocked. Nate picked him apart in the second round. He was slow in the first. And it was really weird because it seemed like Connor McGregor was overthrowing. He was throwing that same sort of punch that Jose Aldo threw at him. He was leaning and lunging and and going forward trying to catch 
Nate Diaz with big, big bombs, which isn't something that Connor usually does. He usually likes to be a precision fighter and pick his shots. And he was just throwing spinning shit and throwing big, heavy power punches, which we don't see him do unless he's got someone rocked. I don't know what the game plan was. It, I don't know whether it went out the window, but it didn't work. And, and Nate weathered the first round storm. Connor clocked him with a few big uppercuts as he was leaning. And in the second round, Nate Diaz pummeled him with some big punches that had him on Dream Street. He was wobbly. And for some reason, Connor decided to shoot in for a double leg. What happens when you shoot in for a double leg while you're wobbly on a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt? You get choked the fuck out. And guess what? Choking worked in both the main event and the co-main event. Misha Tate, your new women's UFC bantamweight champion. She choked out Holly Holm late in the fight. Holm had her beat. Other than the second round, Holm had her beat. And Misha pulled it off. Coming from behind, picking up that big, big rear naked choke, making home her arms flail and whatnot. My goodness, what an event. It was a fun one for that. Basically, that was it. The rest of the card sort of sucked. But uh, this weekend is also fight week, and it's fight week up here in Vancouver. Saturday night, we have BFL 42, and it is featuring... Two undefeated professionals in the main event. Welterweight champion Curtis Harriet takes on 2-0 Chris Anderson. Now, this is a rematch from an amateur fight that these two had. And it's going to be an epic one. I think both these guys have big things in the future. Um, I'm not going to pick a winner here. That's not what I do. You don't know either of these guys, probably, if you're listening and you're not from the Vancouver local scene. But you know what? Curtis Ander- Curtis Harriet here, he's got a bright future ahead of him, as does Chris Anderson. So this is a fight card that you might want to check out if Battlefield is putting on a pay-per-view for it. Also on the card, Jared Revel versus Chester Post. James Foster versus Jaden Martin. Taylor Christopher versus Blake Sigvelson. And you know what? The, the list just goes on. It's a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 fight card. So... We could be in and out of the River Rock Casino in Richmond, British Columbia in record time. (laughs) Also, as I said, Prestige FC goes down this weekend. And we're going to talk to Scott Zur in just a few minutes here. But before we get into that, I'd like to thank my sponsors, FusionFightGear.com. These guys have some of the best, I will say that again, the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu rash guards and geese on the market spats as well um everything is licensed apparel they have some of the coolest stuff we gave away some dc line stuff um eye of the storm mma podcast host christian allert went and picked up some awesome gear today from the flash to uh superman to batman these guys have everything licensed comic book and uh sort of nerd core related so make sure you check them out at fusionfightgear.com uh, BC Kimonos, check them out at bckimonos.ca. These guys have some new things in the pipeline. The pipe works for 2016. They've got a lot of new artists. They're using Choke Brand for an awesome signature piece that will be coming out in the next little bit. So check them out at bckimonos.ca. True North Screen Printing for all your screen printing needs. Heck, if you want glasses made, 
where you can keep your awesome beer with your company's logo etched into it. They can do that. Or if you just want an awesome t-shirt made, they can also do that. So check them out at truenorthscreenprinting.ca and tell them that MMA Sucka sent you. So without further ado, I'd like to get right into my interview with Scott Zur, which is brought to you by none other than floathouse.ca. Check them out at floathouse.ca for all your sensory deprivation tank needs in the Vancouver and Lower Mainland area. Joining me now is the PR man behind Prestige FC, this guy. As I said in the lead-up to this interview, he was the man behind MFC's PR team. Mr. Scott Zur joins the show. I think this is the very first time we've had you on the show, man. Thanks for joining me. Not a problem. Uh, thanks for uh, reaching out, and uh, I- I'm glad to be here. I-, I believe it is actually the first time. Uh, we've-, we've set up many interviews, but I think this is the first time you and I have uh, got to talk uh, almost face-to-face or at least, uh, you know, together. So this is great. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I actually think it might even be the first time that we've even spoken voice-to-voice. <laughs> you know what? I think it, I think it might be is uh, everything's either been done on Facebook message or uh, or uh, emails and such. So, uh, yeah, this is this is fun. It's guys that I've dealt with uh, for a long time, and hey, we had a break there for quite a while with MFC, and now being uh, with Prestige FC, it's a, it's a great opportunity to get back in touch with uh, good good people who like MMA. Let, let's talk about both those organizations. Actually, obviously, we're going to talk about Prestige FC a lot <clears throat> over the course of this interview, but. Just talk about how you got involved with them. I mean, you you were in before the first show started. Um, what was it like in the lead up to that show? How did you get in touch with Cord and and just speak us through the progression of how you started with Prestige FC? Sure. Um, well, basically, it started out that you know I, I had uh, you know been watching. Cord and I had dealt with each other uh, peripherally, I guess you would say, uh, throughout the, maybe the last two three years. Um, when I was with the MFC, you know, he, he knows obviously every fighter in Saskatchewan and, you know, we were looking for some undercard guys and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we'd had some very preliminary uh, sort of discussions that way, but, uh, we were, you know, I, I saw that he was, you know, basically the first, uh, show in Saskatchewan to get a license, you know, right after the, uh, you know, UFC and, and, you know, he had uh, a good business plan as to where the organization was going. And I sort of reached out and said, uh, you know, if you're looking for someone who can, you know, maybe help with, uh, a few different areas of the show and, uh, basically, uh, Cord and, and, uh, and Derek Daku, uh, you know, we, kind of exchanged some uh, messages and, and put something together. And, uh, you know, we did the first show and I think everybody really enjoyed it. Uh, everybody, you know, you know, really for a very first show, it went extremely well. And uh, we're just taking it onward and upward with the second one. And, and uh, I, I like where everything is headed with the organization. I think there's a very bright future here. Now, I mean, a lot of the listeners probably don't know but as someone in the media, we see what goes on in the ins and outs of an MMA show. And, and a lot of people see the, the Dana Whites, the Scott Cokers, and obviously the Cord Crothers. And, and they hear these guys are the president of the organization. They are the face of the organization. They put stuff together. But, you know, the innards of these MMA shows are the PR team. And they're the guys that get this stuff going. And it is the nitty gritty. So having a guy like you behind the scenes with prestige, I'm sure made that show run a whole lot better. 
Um, what was it like being that this was the very first show? I mean, you, you've done your fair share of MMA shows in the past. What was this one like in comparison? Well, I think the past experiences uh, of doing, um, you know, 45 shows with the MSC was was very valuable coming to a first-time show. I mean, you, you kind of have to, you know, scale things uh, in, a, in a different manner because it is a first show, and, you know, it was uh, a lot of brand newness. It, it kind of took me back to uh, maybe, you know, like an MFC uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, you know, around that time frame kind of thing. So, um you know, it, it was really a, a lot of fun to do the first show. It was a lot of work. And, uh, you know, as far as being sort of the, the PR side of things, absolutely. That's a, you know, that's where I, I really enjoy things and I can get a lot of good things done. Um, but, you know, those, those other shows that you mentioned, the UFCs and, and Bellators and things like that, those are multi-million dollar companies. Um, and especially the UFC. I mean, I can only imagine how many people work in that office. Scotty. Well, you know, 40, 50 at, at least, right? Yeah. And I was, I wasn't those, necessarily, uh, uh, I wasn't necessarily meaning just those shows. I was just stating in general that the presidents are usually the faces of the organization and people, absolutely. people don't yeah. realize that the PR teams are the ones that are really actually putting the shows together and, and making sure everything runs smoothly. No question. And when you have a developing show like Prestige FC, um, you have to wear many hats. And that, and when you have basically a three-man crew running the show, uh, I mean, you've got an owner that also does sponsorship and, and sales. You've got uh, a president who does matchmaking and sponsorship and, uh, you know, ordering ring mats and, and gloves and all that kind of stuff. Um me as a, as a title of, uh, you know, media and fighter relations, uh, you know, with my past experience from MFC, I've been able to now take over things like medicals, licensing, uh, you know, all that, that, you know, basically everything that has to deal with the commission other than, you know, writing the checks kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's a well-rounded experience. And I, and I think everything I learned from Mark Pavlich and uh, working with him for 14, 15 years has, has made me, um, you know, a, a valuable source to, to come to a developing show. And, and I like the fact of, of where Derek and Cord have the show pointed. You know, it's, um, it's going to be a fast pace, but also a, uh, a well-thought-out pace. You know, our yeah, goal for is sure. to do, you know, three shows this year, four shows next year. Uh, I mean, I don't think there is any show in Canada that is on show number two and has live television. I think any other show that ever had any live television was well into six, seven, eight shows. So I think that's, you know, that's a credit to the, the three guys that put this show together is that there's a lot of credit there. And now you've got the fight network saying, yeah, with these three guys on board, we're going to do the show live. And, and this Saturday it's, it's live on fight network. I have to ask being that, I mean, yeah, there was the prestige FC, the amateur days. So cord has put on his fair share of shows, but coming in there as a man who's put on numerous MFC shows, was there anything that you had to say or sort of bite your finger or bite your tongue and, and say, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. Um, I wouldn't say there was uh, anything I had to say that, like in your in in your words, kind of thing of of this is not going to work. 
I think there were some definitely some areas where I could say, you know, I've been down this road before. We could take this exit or that exit. Either way could work, but which direction do you want to go? Um, you know, sometimes I said we need to work at a faster pace for this. And there were some times where, you know, they, they came back to me and said, we've got to slow down a little bit because, um, you know, we're just not at that level of doing, we're not at our 45th pro show, you know, kind of thing. And some of that I will, I will point back in the direction of, of working with a brand new commission. Um, it's not easy creating uh, a brand new government uh, body kind of thing. They were very inexperienced and still have a lot of growing pains to, to deal with. And, you know, we have to curtail ourselves sometimes uh, or go in the other direction and say, we need to get you guys to speed up because if you don't speed up and come with us, uh, you know, the show is not going to look good. And, and the commission has to work hand in hand with the promoter, not work against it. Definitely. Now, this is the second card, Queen City Coronation, goes down Saturday, March 12th, this Saturday. Um, And seeing the progression from the first card to the second card, what's that like? What's the growth like from that first one to this second one? How have you seen your stake in the company grow as well as what's it been like setting up this card in general? Well, um, I think certainly my responsibilities have have grown, and, and I think that came... Well, I, I remember after the very first show, uh, you know, Derek coming to me, the owner of the show, and, and saying, you know, how great it was for him and Cord not to have to worry about everything at, at cage side during the fights. They could handle what they needed to handle on the business side of things and in the back, and I could look after the front. And, I mean, I really appreciated that because I've always felt that was a really important thing to make sure that everything that happens at cage side goes off uh, with, you know, with relatively no no hitches kind of thing. As far as putting this show number two together, um, you know, when you're putting together your first title fights, you want to make them good. You, you don't want to just hand out titles, uh, you know, because a couple of guys came walking down the street and said they want a title fight. Um, you, you know, I think you've seen from show number one to show number two, the level of the fighters has come up. Uh, you know, there, there's definitely a, a much higher grade fighter, um, basically throughout the entire card. Um, there are, uh, there was a, a lot more media, you know, uh, you know, shows like yours, uh, you know, numerous other ones. Being in a big city now, you've got to kind of jockey yourself for position with, uh, you know, hockey and football and, and college sports and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, down that road as well, like we talked about with the developing commission, it's a developing media market too. Um, you know, this is only the third I think third pro show ever in the city of Regina, fourth pro show ever in Saskatchewan. So, um, you know, the, the media doesn't, they know UFC because they see Ronda Rousey and they see Dana White and maybe, uh, you know, McGregor and things like that, but they don't, um, they don't understand, uh, the media doesn't necessarily understand how big of a show this is, why this is a big deal. Um, you know, these are, these are high price tickets that are, are sold very quickly. There is a lot of advertising. There's a lot of promotion with this show. These are, you know, these are national ranked fighters. A couple of them are world ranked fighters. And, and it, again, it takes me back to the old days of the MFC where you're, Really, you're pitching stories to the media because 
they don't get where they don't get what MMA is. They they see it on TV, but they don't understand the level that we're bringing with Prestige FC. And and it took a long time with the Maximum Fighting Championship to convince you know, TV stations like Global and CBC and CTV and the daily newspapers that these are important sporting events that are coming to their town. And we're just starting now uh, all, all, all that over again in some ways, uh, which is a challenge, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a worthwhile challenge. And, and, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with um, you know, myself and Cord and Derek being, uh, you know, we have to work hard to make this work. And this is an angle that we have to work hard at. It's relatively easy to put fights together. It's another thing to uh, get media attention and, and sell the place out. For sure, I hear you there. That's definitely the case. Now, let before we get into the fight card itself, there was the fight between uh, Adam Lorenz and Curtis DeMars that didn't actually play out as planned. DeMars was pulled from the fight or didn't make the fight. I, I want to get your opinion on that. Well, I, and, and he pulled him. He he. Uh, I will. I, I'm not. I don't mean to correct you, but I want to make sure that because this is one area that I know a lot of people. There's been a lot of back and forth about the the particular language that that is being used when you just when people discuss this well and that's what i wanted to get you to talk about yeah exactly yeah and i appreciate that curtis was not pulled from the fight card he got himself pulled from the fight card because he did not hand in the required paperwork by the saskatchewan commission it is not the our organization the prestige fc it is not our rule that says you have to have all your paperwork in 30 days in advance. That's the commission's rule. If you can't abide by that rule, you're going to get yourself yanked off the card. We have no choice at that point. If you can't file your paperwork on time, they will not accept you. So, um, you know, when, when, he, when he doesn't have it handed in on time and then comes back uh, 24 hours later uh, with a bunch of paperwork, um, that's all on the wrong forms, outdated, uh, not signed off on properly, not dated properly. This commission, uh, the Saskatchewan Commission, is very is very picky. They want things done exactly the way they want them done. I have no problem with that. So we expressly said to all the fighters, things have to be done exactly as you want or as exactly as the commission wants, or they're going to send it all back. You're going to have to get it all redone again. That takes up your time and your money, etc. So do it right the first time, get it in on time right away, and everything will be fine. Now I know... Cor- we, have 13, yeah. we have 13 fights on the card. 25 guys did it properly. <laughs> yeah, now I know Cord was rather outspoken right when right when this was the case and, and this went down. Was there any time that you guys were fighting to keep him on the card with the with the um, commission, or was, was it all done right after... He made his statement, and and he didn't uh, hand in those medicals. You know what? I'll, I'll tell you how that it sort of finished. Um, we made every effort to go back to the commission and say, "Can you know what can we do to still make this happen?" They came back to us very quickly and said, "We basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I don't remember exactly what was in the phone call or the email, but to paraphrase what the commission said." We have no interest in extending a deadline or, or taking uh, you know, incorrect paperwork from Curtis DeMars because of his past history. Wow. And I was with Curtis DeMars when 
he he was an exceptional young fighter, uh, very tough. He had some unbelievable fights in the MFC. Yeah, Tyson yeah. Steele. Uh, I think he got robbed against Richie Whitson. I think he, he possibly got robbed, or certainly it was an extremely close fight against Marcus Davis. He went through a really tough time with an injury. And then since then, uh, I don't know what sort of happened to him, but he's he's built up a bad reputation for himself. And that reputation was something that the Saskatchewan Commission was not interested in dealing with. So when all of his paperwork was late and then it, it came in and it was wrong, they were like, no, we're, we're not. You know, if it was a guy like Kurt Southern, yeah. who has done everything right, is a pro, has never caused any problems, has, you know, never been an uh, issue about showing up late or missing weight or anything like that, they probably would have said, it's Kurt, you know, if he can have it in by Monday, we'll deal with it. But Curtis DeMars is not a guy that they were willing to grant any sort of extension to. Which is a shame because I know how many Canadian fans were looking forward to this fight. I know Cord himself was really looking forward to this fight because it is a grudge match that a lot of people had wanted. It's a grudge match that both of those guys had wanted. Um, I know Curtis DeMars went on to fight at Unified MMA this last weekend against Matt Spisak. He won a split decision are his times with Prestige FC completely done? There's no chance of him coming back to fight for you guys? Correct. Done. No no chance. And and I'll tell you on a personal front, um, you know, I went to bat with Cord to put this fight on. We wanted to do the fight, um, you know, right from the start, and both guys wanted to do it. Cord had a big red flag, though, about Curtis DeMars. And I said, look, I've dealt with Curtis for years. I can deal with him. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll handle Curtis. I'll, I'll make things work. I'll talk to him. And, you know, uh, since, I, you know, I was very honest with Curtis all along when he kept calling about, you know, strange things that he wanted to do and he wanted to know if he could get out of his contract in this manner or that manner. And I just said, Curtis, if you do something here that is going to take this fight and throw it in the toilet, you're going to personally... Uh, ruin what what uh, the the bridge that you and I have. You you're gonna burn it, and he burnt it. Yeah, that's how how tough was it um, to take Adam Lorenz off this card? Like you guys were obviously mm-hmm. looking for opponents, and I know Cord said that there were something like forty different gyms that hit him up right away. Absolutely. I mean, even you know, uh, you know, Cord being uh, you know closer and in, and in, in everything to Adam. I mean, I've known Adam for a long time, but Cord, you know, made the decision pretty quick about what we're going to do. And there was a lot of guys that were interested in fighting Adam. And unfortunately, um, none of them had anything ready to go. You know, or uh, you know, there was no medicals done, no blood work. Uh, you know, it was like, well, you know, I might be ready. Um, you know, could we do it at 155 pounds or, or something like that? And, and there was just all these little uh, potential headaches, and it, and it just resulted in, in us having to not go ahead with that fight, but, which was really tough. I know Adam's been itching to, to make his comeback, and, um, you know, it's on hold again. And I, I hope that when we do our next show sometime this summer, that there'll be a chance for Adam to uh, to get back in the cage and at least do it one more time, and, and then he can move on to, you know, everything else that he's got going. And, and I know he's built up a great gym in Saskatoon with Tyson and Kurt and, and the rest of the guys there. And, and uh, But I know Adam wants to go once more for sure. 
I know my buddy Daniel Swain has been definitely plotting for that fight yeah. all over um, Twitter and whatnot. Uh, picked up a victory, a very quick victory in his King of the Cage match, which I was hoping that it was going to result in him being able to fight on this card against Adam, but supposedly the commission didn't like that. So maybe that's the fight to make at Prestige FC3. I would like it. Uh, Daniel's a great guy. Um, he's got a great manager. Uh, one of those camps that, you know, nothing is ever a problem. Uh, you know, they, they make every flight, they get everything in on time. Uh, Daniel's a pro. He does great media. Um, you know, I would love to have Daniel against Adam. If we could make it happen, I think there's a strong possibility of, of that fight taking place. Nice. Now you said 13 fights on this card. Is that going to be the norm from now on with Prestige, uh, over 10 fights on a card? I know because you guys do spread them out, you're not having another fight card until the summer. It's not a huge deal. Like if you were having fight cards every few months, you'd have to bring the the number of fights down a little bit. But is, is that going to be a number that you guys are shooting for? I think that's a little high. Um, I'd agree. We were actually <laughs> talking. Yeah, we were talking about it tonight, and um, you know, I, I think eleven is, is probably about right. You know, five on the undercard and six on the main card. Um, you know, and, and and honestly, we were probably angling for about eleven on on this show. But you know, um, there was a couple things that came up about you know forty five days or maybe just after Christmas. You know, like uh, I mean. How can you not, when it, when it presents itself, how can you not do Eamon Zahabi against Kyle Oliveira? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's there in front of you, and it's like, hmm, do we go from 11 to 12 to add that fight? Absolutely. That's a main card fight. Most people, you know, if you're looking at it top to bottom on that card, um, Eamon versus Kyle Oliveira would probably main event 80% of the cards in Canada. That's how strong this card is. And, and you mentioned about, you know, uh, that we, you know, we're doing three or four shows a year. I think if you look at the other shows that are going every eight weeks, I think at some point you have to sit back and go, am I getting quality or am I getting quantity here? I mean, I, I look at some of those shows and, you know, uh, they're putting on 12 to 15 fights and, uh, you know, some of the shows are padding the undercard with amateur fights. And, um, you know, I, I think I would rather do three to five shows a year of good quality than to go and do eight or nine shows a year. And, and you know, I, I love the term that Mark Pavlich came up with six, seven years ago, uh, and it was called Chop Shop MMA. And I think that's what a lot of these other cards are. It's just, you know, there is no... There's no quality to it. It's just, you know, bang them in and bang them out. Yeah, for sure. Now, I like that you say that it is quality, this fight card. We've got Kurt Southern versus Nick Rhodes in the main event. Going to be an absolute bomb of a main event. Just let people know what they can look forward to from that fight. Well, I think, uh, you know, Kurt Southern has built up a great reputation. Um you know, he's, he's world ranked. He's in the top 100 in the world and probably one of the deepest divisions in all of MMA. Um, he, you know, he's the number one ranked featherweight in Canada. Uh, you know, two time challenger for the MFC lightweight title. Um, made his debut at 145 at Prestige FC1. Uh, you know, it, it, it was a tough challenge for him, uh, to make the, to make the weight the first time out, but he felt great going into the cage and, and looked good. I mean, you know, got 
beat Daniel Swain, and Daniel is no slouch at all. Uh, Kurt's the real deal, and and I think if if he can win this title and maybe defend it once, I, I think there's uh, every reason to expect that he could get a call from from the UFC. But Nick Rhodes is tough. Uh, Nick Rhodes is is ranked just behind him uh, in in the overall world rankings. Uh, he he's picked up some good wins, and what I like about Nick is that he comes from a great camp. Uh, you know, I think everybody in MMA throughout the world respects Thomas Denny. Uh, he went from being a, a pretty darn good fighter to being a very good coach. And if you come out of Thomas Denny's camp, you come ready to fight. You're on weight, and and you're gonna you're gonna give whoever you're standing across from a real handful. This is not a um, you know a showcase fight for Kurt Southern. This is not a let's get him an opponent so he can win a belt in his own home province. This is a legit tough title fight. Now, you spoke Eamon Zahabi, Kyle Oliveira. We got the other title fight between Charmaine Tweet and Jesse Meal. What's other some other fights on this fight card that fans should be interested in? Well, um, I, I think one that you can't overlook at all is, is another bantamweight fight. We have a really stacked bantamweight division. Um, but you, you've got Josh Rich from Ontario uh, against Brad Katona from, from Winnipeg. Um, those two guys are really exceptional, uh, bantamweight fighters. Um, and I, I mean, everybody likes to see a good old fashioned, uh, you know, just stand back and let, let the fist fly kind of fight. And, and you're going to get that when you have, uh, Dan Amiot against Nick Campbell. Both guys are extremely tough. They don't have a great deal of skill, but they, they've got, you know, they've got that quality that people love to see. They, everybody likes to see a talented, um, fighter with a big skill set of jiu-jitsu and wrestling and, and good striking. They also like to see two guys just get in there and throw some bombs. And and, and let's face it, you're, that's pretty much what you're going to get when it's going to be Campbell against Amiot. So I think that's a great fight. And you know what, Saskatchewan, for having a relatively small population, say compared to British Columbia or Washington State or Alberta, um, there's some good up and coming talent and, and a lot of guys, you know, who are coming up now who are making their pro debut or maybe their second pro fight, they're going to be on this card too. Uh, you know, guys like Corey Chambers and Ryan Wessequate, and that's where the next generation, the next Kurt Southern, the next Charmaine Tweet, uh, the next Sean Quinn, that, that's these guys and they're going to be coming up and, you know, in 2006, 17 and 2018, they're going to be the guys who are going to get the, the title shots and the main event status. So I think it's important uh, with this show to have a lot of top-end talent and a, and a lot of main card quality, but also to have a lot of good um, up-and-coming uh, prospects and, and developing talent on the undercard. Because, you know, if we're going to do this for the long haul, which is the plan, you've got to be able to turn guys over eventually. And for every time Kurt Southern moves on to a, a higher uh, show or, you know, ultimately decides, you know, uh, it's time to retire, you've got to have the next wave of guys coming up. For sure. Now, we obviously know the two title fights are going to be on the main card on uh, the Fight Network. How many fights are going to be on the Fight Network, and what are those fights that are going to be airing live? We're going to do all of the main card. It'll be uh, live on Fight Network at uh, 9 Eastern, uh, and that'll be uh, 6 Pacific time. Uh, We'll have the two title fights, um, Eamon against uh, Kyle, 
uh, Chris Day against Sean Quinn, Dan Amiot against Nick Campbell, and a really good middle, a two middleweight fights actually. Uh, and the, and the big one I think is going to be uh, really exciting is uh, Devin Smith against Keith Smetana. Uh, that's a really good fight, and I think the winner of that fight is certainly going to be, um, you know, standing at the front of the line for a, for a middleweight title fight, and whether that's this summer or later in the year. But I think the winner of Smetana Smith is going to be, a, 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 you know, seeing themselves in a title fight, and it's a great clash of styles. Devin Smith is a big, heavy hitter, and Keith Smetana's got a lot of really high-quality jiu-jitsu. Perfect. Just a couple more things that I wanted to ask you before I let you go here. Sure. I was I was chatting with Mike the Messenger Hill, and he's fighting for an organization called Prestige FC as well, but this is out of Fort McMurray. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Two Prestige FCs yeah, in Canada? Um, I, I know Sandy Bowman really well. He's had some great fighters in the past. I, I always like working with Dwayne Lewis and Brad Zazaluk and, and guys like that. And um, you know what? I think it was just uh, something that happened along the way is that there was Prestige Fighting Championship and then there was Prestige Fight Club. Uh, Cord's organization was there first, but you know, just sort of uh, a little play on words kind of thing. So we prefer now to, to really kind of go by Prestige FC um, and and then our longer form name of Prestige Fight Club MMA. But, um, you know, Prestige FC is, is the show in Saskatchewan, and it, it is uh, now certainly the number one show in Canada. <laughs> there you have it. Now, you said that you've got these, you know, guys, up-and-coming fighters that could potentially be the next Kurt Southerns and all that kind of stuff. Is this what you guys are hoping for Prestige FC to be, a breeding ground for the next big stars of Canada? Yeah, and, and I think um, it's all it's already headed in that direction. I mean, uh, this is the first time you're going to see him as a hobby outside of Quebec. Um, you know, it's the uh, you know we're, we're bringing up really good quality American fighters who who want to be in Canada and have an opportunity to fight. Um, you know. When we decided to put the word out about a fight, say, uh, you know, whether it was an opening to, to have Kurt Southern on the card or, you know, we're putting Micah Brakefield on the card, who wants to fight him? The uh, traffic of emails and Facebook messages and, and Twitter messages that we're getting, I, I would absolutely say that more high-quality fighters are approaching Prestige FC and want to fight for us than any other show in Canada. Great to hear, man. Now, just let people know where they can find out more about Prestige FC, where they can find out more from you, and anything else you got going on down the line with Prestige FC. Sure, absolutely. I'm hoping that we will be able to announce our next show later on this week. Uh, we're, we're eyeing the summer show, uh, just mulling over a couple of dates and, and a couple of venues, uh, but it will be in, in Regina, Saskatchewan uh, in uh, probably either July or August. Uh, we'll hopefully have the, the date uh, nailed down uh, a little bit later this week. Uh, you can f- uh, keep track of everything that goes on on Prestige FC on our Facebook page. And uh, you can follow me as well uh, on uh, Twitter, uh, at Scott Max Fight. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I hope that everybody who is uh, 
you know, within driving range of, of Regina. I mean, there is seriously no joke. There is very few tickets left for the show. We will be sold out. No question will be sold out by, by Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, and if you are further away or can't make it, um, we would absolutely love for you to watch us on, on the Fight Network. And uh, you know what? I mean, talk about an A-list broadcast crew. Robin Black, John Randine, Rod Peterson on the call. It, it, in Canada, it does not get any better than that. <laughs> Scott, man, it's been a pleasure. 30-plus minutes chatting Prestige FC. All the best, man. Good luck this Saturday with Prestige FC 2 Queen City Coronation. Can't wait to watch it on the Fight Network up here in British Columbia. All the best for the rest of the year. Hope to have you on again in the not-so-distant future, man. Any, anytime. My pleasure. Nice to uh, catch up with you and I'll go walk the dogs. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That does it for this week's episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. As I said, if you're in the lower mainland area and you want to check out some wicked MMA fights, check out Battlefield Fight League 42 at the River Rock Casino Resort in Richmond, British Columbia, and Prestige FC2 goes down from Regina, Saskatchewan, if you're in that area. So check them out as well. Thank you to Scott Zur for joining the show and letting us know all about all things Prestige FC. Thank you to you guys for listening. Make sure you check out MMASucka.com on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at MMASucka as well as myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. Thank you to my sponsors, Fusion Fight Gear. Check them out at FusionFightGear.com. BC Kimonos at bckimonos.ca. Floathouse for all your sensory deprivation tank needs at floathouse.ca. True North Screen Printers. Check them out at truenorthscreenprinting.ca. And of course, Pro-Am Belts for all your championship belt needs over at proambelts.com. That about does it for this week's episode. As I said, thank you to you guys for listening. I'll be back next week. This is Jeremy Brand for Sucker Radio. I'm out.